0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: You might think that all kinds of cancer screenings would be good to have, but a top physician says
2: many of the tests are a waste of money and could put your health at risk. Patients think all preventive tests are good, that more is better when it comes to prevention, and a look at the current data and a more modern approach doesn't support that.
1: Then just about everyone gets angry from time to time but out of control anger can wreak havoc in our personal lives and on the job
0: when all these economic problems started hitting over the last few years i've got more people telling me i'm struggling with anger management issues and frustration at a higher level than any other point in my life
1: those two stories and much more are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. stay with us our show gets underway right after this
0: InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting.
1: Next time you get a medical checkup, think twice about getting all available cancer screenings. Our next guest says many are wasteful and could harm your health. With more, here's
0: InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. John Santa, M.D., director of the Consumer Reports Health Ratings Center, and they recently issued a report titled Save Your Life, Three Cancer Tests You Need, Plus Eight You Don't. Dr. Santa, will get to those tests in just a moment, but you evaluated 11 cancer screenings. What was your criteria for deciding which of those tests were worthwhile and which ones were not?
2: Well, we started with the systematic evidence-based reviews that come from the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force. We then looked to see whether there was any additional evidence since the task force had looked at it. We looked at how common the disease was, how much it cost to do these screening tests, and then if in any other way the screening test benefited the patient beyond detecting cancer. And putting all that together came up with our own rating of the test.
0: A lot of these tests are ones that people will recognize and are commonly used. Why have some of these screenings been oversold to the public?
2: In some cases, it's good business. And, and in fact, one of our concerns and the reason why we did this story was we're consumer reports. We get worried when we see big business influencing a consumer market. We get concerned when we see advertising. For example, it bothered us to hear that there were uh, mobile vans doing prostate screening and mammography parties, in which, you know, one might experience social pressure to get a screening test that had pros and cons. We think these are decisions that should be made by informed patients who've had a chance to look at all the pros and cons and then have a conversation with a physician who provides their sense of the risks and the benefits.
0: I would think this was probably a pretty difficult list to put together because there's not a consensus among doctors on which tests are most needed, is there?
2: Well, it's interesting when you look at the performance of medical groups in Wisconsin, Massachusetts, and Minnesota, their performance is significantly variable around a screening test a colonoscopy and flexible sigmoidoscopy or testing for stool in the blood for colon cancer. In some cases, groups were doing the right thing 90% of the time, and in other cases, as low as 40% or lower. So you're right. The doctors, even for the clear-cut good tests, are not getting it done all the time. You just touched on it there. One thing interesting in your report is that there are some geographical differences. I'm sad to say that when it comes to healthcare, there's variation virtually everywhere on almost everything. We know from research done many years ago that on average it takes the healthcare system 17 years to get it right. It's intolerable that a system that we've invested as much as we have in performs like that.
0: So let's get to the important part. What are the three cancer tests that you believe are worthwhile for pretty much everyone?
2: Colorectal screening is at the top of our list. Basically, there's three screening tests, colonoscopy every 10 years, flexible sigmoidoscopy every five years, along with stool testing every three, or stool testing for blood annually. The stool test is cheap. Colonoscopy is more expensive. They all have their Pros and cons, and all three are equally good. Mammography for breast cancer, especially in women 50 to 75 years old, is a good test, saves lives, does result in some false positives. Mammography in women 40 to 50 isn't as good as it is in older women, but it does save some lives. It has a higher false positive rate. And in many cases, we think those women will want to proceed, and they should. Then the third is pap smears, looking for cervical cancer in women 21 to 65. Doesn't have to be done every year. can be done every three years, and in some cases every five years, if the woman has not been exposed to the HPV virus.
0: Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. John Santa, M.D., director of the Consumer Reports Health Rating Center, and they recently issued a report titled Save Your Life, Three Cancer Tests You Need Plus Eight You Don't. And, Dr. Santa, I found it interesting that you found that there are more tests that you don't need than the ones that
2: you do. But let's get to that list
0: of eight tests that you don't recommend.
2: Well, the two most controversial are prostate cancer screening which is a simple test, and that's part of the problem. It turns out that if you take a 1,000 men who have a positive test, the studies that we have now suggest that only one of those men will have their lives saved. Three of them will have serious complications, including the possibility of death, and 40 of them will end up either incontinent or impotent or both. So we don't think that those risks and benefits are favorable to a significant degree. We think men need to think about whether that's a test they want to have before they go down that road. Ovarian cancer screening, two tests, neither of which, even in combination, studies show detect ovarian cancer at a stage early enough to save lives. Then the other six are, I think, less controversial. Screening for bladder cancer with a urine test, again, isn't a common cancer in non-smokers and is not an effective screening test. Chest x-rays or CT scans in lung cancer, again, we're talking about people who are not at high risk. Not a good screening test. If you are 50 to 65 years old and you've smoked cigarettes for 30 years, a CT scan is a good screening test for you, but only that subset of people. Skin cancer, if you're not in a high-risk group for skin cancer, then going to a dermatologist or your doctor and asking him to look you over for skin cancer is not worthwhile. Cancer of the mouth, in smokers, important to look at their mouth, either their dentist or their physician, but if you're not a smoker, having that kind of an exam is very unlikely to result in anything that will be helpful to you. Pancreatic cancer, a very serious cancer. Unfortunately, lots of tests proposed at various times to detect it early. None of them have panned out. And finally, testicular cancer is interesting. It's a less common cancer. It's not something we need to worry about from a screening point of view because treatment is so good that even if you have the disease at a late stage, it can be treated very effectively. One difficult thing
0: for patients is when they're in that doctor's office and he has a laundry list of tests that he says are appropriate for your age, it's hard to face that authority figure, the doctor, and say, well, wait a minute, I don't want to have this test and this test on your list.
2: Well, that's right. And we know from surveys that we did two years ago around heart disease screening that patients think all preventive tests are good that more is better, that more expensive is better when it comes to prevention. And frankly, as our article emphasizes, a look at the current data on a more modern approach doesn't support that. All prevention and all prevention tests aren't good, and some of them can even harm you. And we need to get consumers to approach prevention in, frankly, a more adult way.
0: Is there an age, probably there isn't, but I'm going to ask, is there an age at which you would just give up all cancer screenings once you reach, say, 85 or whatever?
2: That is something that needs to be seriously considered for a couple of reasons. First of all, some screening tests like colonoscopy are invasive. You can have worrisome complications like perforation. And again, you have to take into consideration if you're truly screening your at a very early stage, and it's not likely that you're going to change this person's longevity, even if you find something, because there's other things that will do them in, if you will, before that cancer is going to be a problem. You have to be pragmatic, practical, and frankly, in people that age, it's in their best interest for you to do so.
0: Important information, Dr. John Santa, M.D., Director of the Consumer Reports Health Ratings Center. Dr. Santa, where can people take a look at this online? It's at consumerreports.org. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
1: Next, if you tend to blow your top and get really mad, we'll share some ways to help you tame your temper. Coming up.
0: Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.